Hey, everybody, and welcome Hello. to episode one of Between the Rows, 1871. Ooh. This is going to be our mini campaign um, on during October. Uh, it is kind of a little bit of a spinoff of our previous mini campaign, Between the Rows. If you haven't seen that, uh, there may be some tie-ins that you might want to know about. So feel free to watch that. It's on YouTube also in podcast form. It was great fun. Um, additionally, this is oh. going to be a little bit different. Um, we will not be using D&D for this. We are going to be, going to be using a different RPG called Vison. Um, if you want to know how that works, I uh, we have been playing it this past, uh, past couple weeks, I suppose, at this point in time. Um, we should also have a little short clip kind of explaining how the game works, maybe during the break or afterwards or some other time. Who knows? Um, but keep an eye out for that if you want to know kind of the rules and how it all works. If it makes uh, me feel better. I've played this game like four times and I still don't know how to play it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, another thing that I probably should cover, if you haven't noticed yet, uh, this is pre-recorded. Uh, so we're probably in the chat like yeah. right now. Honestly. Hi Lydia, sup? How are you doing? Yeah, hi future me. Weird. Hope things are going better for you. <laughs> you guys know we're laughing at Lydia responding to herself saying, "Oh, what's up, me? I'm so cool." <laughs> we're not gonna keep going. It'll just we're just gonna we're gonna end up <laughs> ending future ourselves trying to do this. <laughs> I will mute you. Um, but in order to keep this short, sweet, and to the point, because I've got like two hours to do this. Um, let's roll that intro. Welcome, weary wanderer. Be you friend or foe. Where winds of fate have begun to change the land of Chicago. There, money, magic, and mystery flow like blood and wine. And traitors lie waiting patiently, counting borrowed time. Beneath the streets and alleyways, a labored breathing slows, as ravenous flames await their prey and burn between the rows. The date is October 6th, 1871. The camera pans and zooms over one of the number one, if not the number one trade cities in the world at the time, Chicago, Illinois. Specifically, it moves down through these taller wooden buildings for the time. This is revolutionary um, Chicago origin of the skyscraper. And it moves down to a pretty well-off gambling house. On the side, there hangs the little, like, placard that swings in the wind. Goes by the name The Rusty Musket. 
We head in through the door. Silas. I have already messed this up, but please introduce your character. So, I am <laughs> playing uh, Silas Espacio, a uh, young, uh, in, his, in his late, you know, his early 30s, uh, a member of the a local uh, mafia, fi- a crime family, as it were, running this uh, gambling house. Uh, he is, uh, you, you can see it on the slideshow, he, he's got a fairly uh, angular face with a goatee and a, like a bowler hat on, and uh, is perhaps uh, currently just like relaxing in a chair somewhere, just having a good time, watching his many patrons. Yeah. Maybe, if there were patrons. But at the moment, you're actually a little bit tense. It is early in the morning um, in this very cool, cool day. So tense. October. You're pretty tense because you have learned that your brother, Vincent Espacio, disappeared last night. Now, this wouldn't be so strange for some people. Also for one of your standing in the city um, and kind of your ne'er-do-well existence, this certainly is uncommon, but not necessarily a problem. The reason that you're so tense is that you can't figure out how they did it. Your brother disappeared in this casino, casino, gambling house, last night, and there is zero evidence of what happened. He didn't contact you, but you have a gut feeling he was either kidnapped or something else went off. But your brother is gone. Um, Have you contacted the authorities? No. I figured. But I was, you know, you never know. I, I figured I should ask. So, my question for you Silence. Mm-hmm. Who is the first person who you either contact or arrives to help you? Well, uh, the clear choice for Silas really is his his boy, really his butler, his faithful servant. Ah, yes, Lucio De Rosa. Immediately, uh, as you think these thoughts, oh, where's my precious butler? A man strolls in through one of the back doors, ready to be at your side. Lucio, could you please introduce yourself? Um, Lucio is a older gentleman uh, in my late 50s, early 60s. She's been a butler for uh, Silas Espacio for the last year or so. Uh, he dressed. He's a tall man, uh, not spindly by any means, but also not very big. Uh, he wears uh, pinstripe black pants with a uh, white blouse and then the uh, the like necktie that like ties around and it's like very poofy in the front. Ah, uh, yes. Little, little pin on the front of it, and then he has uh, a classic um, double-breasted uh, tailed suit jacket that he wears as well. 
Uh, his beard is well combed. His white beard is well combed with the comb over on top. Uh, his uh, small glasses resting on the tip of his nose. I may be of service to you, Master. Lucio, do you recall... Uh, do you, you, you said last night this happened? Last night. Yeah, okay. Do you recall last night seeing Vinny around? Uh, and perhaps who he might have been accompanied with or anyone you saw speaking with him? Yeah. Do I recall Vinny last <laughs> night and any those anybody accompanying him? Well, you like to keep an eye on things you like yeah. to know where people are going yeah, um just keep an eye be ready to help whenever you can um you definitely know that Vinny was here last night specifically you remember that he was playing um texas hold'em mm. over at one of the side tables one of his favorite games uh vinnie is a very kind soul mm-hmm. um unlike uh, the rest of his family <laughs> Uh, Vincent never wanted to be in crime. Uh, His dream, actually, and he is very, very glad to talk about it whenever given the chance, is he actually always wanted to be a watchmaker. Um, He has very nimble nimble fingers. Uh, Everyone always wanted to make him learn how to lockpick. That's probably where he first got the idea that he liked gears and all that. Um, Speaking of this, Silas, uh, just a few days ago, you were actually gifted a beautiful silver pocket watch, glass backed so you can see the gears turning, uh, made personally by your brother. He has a matching one, um, just kind of as a, just kind of as a gift. It was honestly kind of out of the blue. Uh, but Lucio, you are also a little stumped by this because you you are so sure that you didn't let. Vincent out of your sight for more than two minutes and there was no commotion there was no like there's no way that he could have left the building in that time you have absolutely no idea where he where or how he would have gone anywhere you know I have been pondering that myself he was here last night playing uh, Texas Hold'em with some of his friends, but for the entirety of the night, he was never outside of my sight for longer than two minutes at a time. Uh, never enough for him to leave the building or for anybody to take him by any means. So I wish I had more information, Master, but uh, I, I'm quite stumped myself. Yes, this is uh, very troubling to me. Oh boy. Really hope he hasn't your gotten something. That would be lovely. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, turn and snap my heels together and promptly go get my boy a hot tower. Now, Silas, uh-huh. you've got a couple of options here. Um, there are a few things that you know. Some of them might just be assumptions. Uh, a big part about this world and a blessing or maybe a curse that you uh, you know that Lucio also has this uh, you have the the sight is what some people call it uh, you can see things in the city that most people can't um, strange creatures that prowl along the alleyways and flit over the buildings um 
you don't really have a name for them, but uh, you, your gut is telling you that this is not a regular disappearance. Right. So that gives you a couple options. Do you, A, call perhaps the person closest to you who you know can also see these things? B, you're going to need someone who isn't connected to the police. This isn't a police business. You don't like them in your stuff, any news. And also they have a tendency to maybe spread the word. And you're not sure if you want anyone to know that your family's weakened. Yeah, exactly. You know, we can't let the other, you know, competing businesses Mm -hmm. in the area to know that, uh, that, you know, one of our boys have gone missing. And last up, uh, option C is you do have, uh, kind of your like other world informant. Uh, his name is Virgil, uh, but most people just call him Papa. Um, you could also contact him out of those uh, three options, or option D, do something completely out of the blue and just I can kick the other two players to the curb and this NPC. <laughs> Uh, which do you pick? Yeah, I get to play. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just leave. You can do it yourself. <laughs> um, well, to be honest, option B is kind of my last option, really. Uh, so I think I am going to, uh, after after Lucio comes back from my hot towel. Yeah. And I, I, I return. <laughs> Let me wait. Very important. This. I return with your hot towel. I I step. Do you have like a nice chair? Yes, I, I imagine I'm sitting in like like we have like a oh, balcony like you spot are that overlooks. Properly lounging. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah, have like I, I just have a very nice like you know v- kind of red velvet chair with like a footstool that I'm you know yeah. resting my feet on. Yeah, yeah. I I I come over, uh, and on the little side table I sit down. Uh, a golden tray with two sets of hot towels. I then step behind very, very uh, elegantly and I grab your shoulders and pull you back ever so slightly before grabbing a hot towel and gently laying it over your face. I then come around to the other side, grab grab the other hot towel. I stand next to him. I stand next to him with my hands behind my back and another hot towel laying over my face. Absolutely. Yes, Master. I think I'm going to go out. There's an old friend I need to speak with. (laughs) Way to role play. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, Do you need me to accompany you, Master? You know, I think I would like the company. These are dark times. So, uh, who are you visiting? Uh, I'm going to go see my uh, childhood friend, Aubrey. Awesome. Well, you know, not that far of a journey, friend. Friend since childhood. Um, this kind of gambling house uh, was built from the ground up uh, by your grandfather Mm -hmm. when he first moved to Chicago. Um, you live literally like in the backyard. It's like a connected home. So like 
four doors down is where Aubrey lives. Mm-hmm. Um, Aubrey, you are... It is pretty early in the morning. It's like 6 a.m. Uh, what are you doing at this time? Nose in a book. Absolutely. Nose in like three books at the same time. Like Candle lit. Um, <laughs> you have been up all night researching some random trail that you have found through these books. Uh-huh. Um, specifically regarding... Uh, if I were to get, I mean, there are quite a few different topics, one of which is like um, Native American tribes that once uh, like habited uh, this kind of area, their like conditions and movements and rituals and things like that. Uh, I would also guess a spontaneous combustion is probably another thing that you've been kind of looking at, uh-huh. oh, oh, along with a few other uh, mixed, a, a mixed bag of topics. Oh, yeah. Um, when you hear a light rapping at your door. She kind of like scoops all the books up and, and is still like reading them and kind of like just opens the door like a crack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aubrey, it's, it's me, it's Silas. Hi. Hi. Um, may I come in? Uh, me as well. Uh, yes, and, and Lucio, of course. Yeah, come. Um, mind the mess, and she kind of opens the door and, <laughs> and lets you guys in. Yeah, you enter uh, Aubrey's domicile. It is not nearly as, like, rich and posh as the, like, Espacio estate. Right, yeah. Um, it is, it's still a nice home. Like, it isn't, like, gutter trash by any means, but it is floor to ceiling stacks of books bookshelves writing utensils random notebooks that have been like half finished with like ink still dripping crumpled paper everywhere crumpled (laughs) just ever like it is if there were more variation it would be like a horde she's kind of like she's like kicking things as she's like walking in and like trying to shove them out of sight and so you're walking in front of us yeah I see you've uh, cleaned up the place a little bit. Uh, yeah, I actually, I actually did some tidying um, earlier. Uh, last week. You're not sure what day it is. <laughs> what day is it? Uh, t- today, today is a Thursday. Today is Thursday. Sent. I don't know if that is factually correct. I don't know either. I just, 6th, I just, that's I can what, tell you that much. That's what came to mind. Um. I, oh, I oh, it's a Thursday, and I start like flicking through like their papers. I pull out uh, a little stick that's about six inches long, and I take a cap off of it, and there's about like four feathers. Close. It's it. actually Friday. <gasps> but I'm I, sorry. I, I, it's Friday. I take the cap off of it. Oh, that's so There's like four so or five different. feathers or something, and I just start dusting. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> like, he, this he is... just carries a duster on him. <laughs> Bro, OSHA hasn't been invented yet, but OSHA is offended. Yeah. <laughs> <by this. laughs> um, should I introduce Aubrey? Uh, yes, please. Uh, okay. Please do. Thank you for reminding me because I was just ready to <laughs> yes. go with it. This is just such a blast. So I am playing Aubrey Jones. Um, 
Aubrey is an intelligent woman, though most of her time is spent trying to keep up with her own brain. Um, she has an impressive eye for detail, but everything has to be written down. Um, she tends to actually get so absorbed in specifics and details, she becomes oblivious to obvious things happening around her, like time, her surroundings. Eating food. Eating food, sleeping. <laughs> Doesn't have, can't keep track of that to save her life. Um, as her home shows, uh, workspaces, organized chaos, very much chaos, but in her mind, it's organized. Um, and um, uh, she's a bit of a petite woman. She looks to be in her late, later 20s, possibly early 30s. Uh, very delicate face with several beauty marks uh, scattered about, round, dark green eyes, um, ashy brown hair that's tied back and has these neat little curls to them. Um, she is currently wearing this gray ruffled dress um, and with the long sleeves. Um, she isn't currently wearing them, but she usually is wearing these white lace gloves as well with it. Um, and she does have an, an emerald necklace on. Um, she's an academic, she's a historian. Um, her whole family has kind of had very much academic success and she is working very hard to try to continue on that legacy as she has grown up here in Chicago and is a resource to many. Awesome. <laughs> I like it how 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 Lydia described her character way yeah, better than novel. I did, and now I want to go back and re-describe my character. Yeah. I learned from Renaya. I that was me with Renaya. I've learned from Renaya. All, all, uh, all I have to say is that I'm confused. I thought this was Chicago, not Montgomery, Alabama. Nobody's going to understand that aside from maybe Grant, but it's okay. I don't even understand that this. Such a I have movie. no idea. <laughs> Did you, do you understand it, Grant? No. <laughs> oh no! Dang it! Hey. Nobody does. But that's the, okay. The, the Jones. Jones is why I was saying that. It's too late. Well, it's just rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, don't, I don't follow. Playing a game. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, really good. You're here. I found a new thing on this pool. Uh, spontaneous combustion thing um possibly uh alcohol have you been do, do you do you drink a lot of alcohol no that was when we were running but that'd be really bad uh never mind um scratch that theory um anyway uh what did you what did you what did you what did you mean right uh uh i was uh needing some help um uh, more so than i can provide apparently but it's fine Kettle's butler mode. Help with what? Uh, Vinny has gone missing. Okay. Um, he disappeared last night at the gambling house. I suspect that a uh, creature was involved. Um, okay, um, and she kind of like, like goes to put the books down. And ends up just kind of throwing them, and then goes and starts grabbing other books, and then, and then picks up her journal. Okay, okay, okay. So what do what do we know? What do we know so far? Um, well, he was at the casino last night. Okay. Um, 
I personally was attending to some business, so I was not keeping a very close eye on him. Uh, but later that night, it, it, I found out that he had not been seen for some time. And uh, Lucio here said that he kind of just vanished. Um, I was curious if you perhaps saw something, heard something, or maybe even if you had an idea as to what might have happened. You are a very capable and intelligent woman. When when was this? Last uh, yesterday. Yesterday. What time is it? Uh, about six in the morning. Okay. Did I see anything? <laughs> uh, no. You were nose deep in a book. Um, you think though, um, you have done a fair bit of research when it comes to like noticing otherworldly threats and existences and things like that you might be able to glean some information that Silas and Lucio couldn't just because of your experience kind of looking through stuff like that. Uh, if you were to see the scene of the crime, I guess. If it hasn't been reported, is it really a crime? Okay, sure. Um, where, where, where this was, this was at the Rusty Musket, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, um, I'm sure if we go there, maybe I can figure something out. Really? Oh, thank you so much. Um, right. Um, do you need a few minutes? I just, uh, let me, let me make, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, no, wait. And then she grabs, like, another two and shoves them, like, under her arm. Okay, I think I'm good. We need to get you a bag. I, I go over and I take the books from under her arm. Oh, perfect. That means I can bring more. And she goes and grabs a few others. I grab a few more and <laughs> place those on top oh, of the stack. Thank you. And she goes and grabs some more. <laughs> okay, AJ, let's go. Okay. This is going to be an endless loop, Lucio. You realize this. <laughs> uh, as Silas goes to leave uh, and Aubrey and I are, are back behind him, I just turn to Aubrey and then we do our secret handshake. <laughs> And then we can go. <laughs> I don't, um, my, my, guys, my friend and butler have a secret handshake. I don't know how exactly. I feel about it. But you don't know it. It's a secret. It's a secret. You three head back to the rescue musket. You swing open the doors. Um, they're kind of those like old-fashioned saloon doors. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. The, the, and of course, they have that effect where, like, if it was crowded and someone dramatically swings the door open, suddenly it's silent, and the mm -hmm. only thing is like a creaky floor that wasn't creaky thirty seconds ago. <laughs> except, um, except nobody's here because it's like early in the morning on a Friday. Oh, of course. Except there is someone here. I standing. The door Standing, pipe in his mouth, looking across the grounds. Benedict Collins. Word travels fast through the grapevine that you're connected to. And a little birdie told you that uh, an interesting customer may or may not have gone missing. So, of course, you being you, you invited yourself in. 
you've been examining the scene of the crime when all of a sudden you hear the doors swing open behind you and you are all greeted by, could you please describe your character? He walks up to the three of you standing there and he just says, Collins, Benedict Collins. Before you, you see a man, about 5'10", standing in front of you. He has a bushy mustache and a kind of deflated cap with a smaller bill. And he has kind of a poncho-esque thing that cuts off at his waist that goes over his arms and torso. It's like a checkered cream and brown with like a plaited thin stripes of maroon. It looks real cool. Um, he has about knee-high boots that are, like, pretty tight to his skin. They're, like, this deep, dark brownish leather. And he just has these kind of baggy khaki trousers on under. Um, and then he has a belt. And he has a few knickknacks, like a holster and, you know, a few things here and there. And, of course, he's holding this long, skinny pipe that he is just casually huffing and puffing. Um, my character, Benedict Collins, is a private detective. And he's been solving crimes for the city for a very long time. Um, probably almost decades, plural, at this point. He's very well known, and he pretty much solves every case he's ever had. Um, he's quite arrogant, and he knows that he's the best. And he really just kind of does investigation for the thrill of it, for the challenge of the investigation. He's a bit less of a moral character. You know, that's not quite his drive. And so sometimes he works with the police, but a lot of the time he's just doing his own private detective work. And that's what he enjoys to do. So he, he walks up and he says, after saying his name, he says, Silas, it's nice to meet you again. What are you doing here, Collins? Well, as you know, I have my ways of hearing what's happening in the city. A little birdie told me that your brother... Vinny, he went missing last night, and we both know that you need help with this, because I... from the sound of it, there's no way that he could have left the building. It's so strange. Sounds While they're like talking, Aubrey, Aubrey has kind of like stepped around and is <laughs> looking around the room. Is just looking around the room for like any anything. Well, while she does that, I just lean over Silas's shoulder and I just say, "I'll find the bird and I'll kill it." I don't hear that. <laughs> uh, no, no, he's so no, silent. That's what I thought. But <laughs> before we get to too much dialogue, too yeah, much rolling, yeah, yeah. we're going to freeze frame now that the group is together and do a little bit of surprise character building. Mm, specifically, um, we are going to go down, myself included, and we are going to give the character that on my screen is next in line, a character trait that they didn't previously know. In my case, I'll give it to Lydia, Lydia will give it to Drew, Drew to DJ, DJ to Grant, and then Grant will give the unknown threat some form of input. Now it could be good, it could be bad, it could be something completely pointless or completely hilarious. I don't know what it's gonna be, they don't know what it's gonna be, but this will be a part of your character, or in my case, the threat for the rest of these episodes. I'm going to start. Aubrey Jones. When you were around, you had a brief stint from the ages of about 10 to 15, where you would dress yourself 
kind of like look boyish and play in a ragtime band as the pianist. So you are incredibly skilled with a piano. (laughs) Nice. Heck yes. Nice. (laughs) And then mine for Silas. Silas has the worst handwriting in the world. Absolute chicken scratch. You can't read it. <laughs> That's good. This is great. Oh, I love the that. The amount of times Lucio has gotten a note and said, yes, sir, and then not had any idea. And he just guessed. I never did it either. I never noticed, but I just never did whatever he just asked. Uh, so, uh, my Lucio, my faithful butler, uh, he is the worst sleeper because he snores as loud as a train really (laughs) and not only that but he sleeps with his eyes open so you feel like he's just always watching you if you're sleeping it's really hard to tell (laughs) this is always when i open sometimes both uh (laughs) benedict what do you got for me you (laughs) in in your youth you you had uh, quite the obsession with caterpillars and butterflies. Oh. But there's a catch. Uh, you at one point um, came across a rock that looked exactly like a chrysalis, and you have been sure that it uh, has been a, a caterpillar ever since, just waiting to transform into a butterfly. And so you still carry this chrysalis with you. Its name is Spurk. S-P-E-R-K and you talk to this. This is what you talk to when you're going through your thought process for oh, all what, yes. all your different <laughs> theories and everything. Like, so spirit. Yes! Oh my gosh. This is, is his this is his Hamlet skull. Yeah. Is this rock that you think is a butterfly chrysalis? Oh, I have added I have added Spurk the rock to my equipment. <laughs> of course I think it's a category. <laughs> This is excellent. Now, perhaps the most challenging task. Benedict, what you got? I have two words. Oh, no. For the big bad. Ready? Playfully, I have my pencil ready. Playfully curious. Oh, this is great. <laughs> oh, no. Now we're going to be child. I also just end. definitely misspelled curious, and I'm not even going to change it. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so we all have our new character information. Let's get right back into it. Uh, Silas, uh, you are being approached by Benedict. He has offered in a way or suggested his services to you. Um, Aubrey, could you please roll? I'm going to have you roll an investigation check for me. Benedict, do you you go to uh, shake Silas's hand? Mm, Yes, absolutely. You go to shake Silas's hand. And I uh, take one step forward and I pull out a little rag and grab your hand and wipe oh. it down real quick. Well, that seems Before allowing Silas though. to shake it. I then shake it. <laughs> Did a deal then? I got two sixes. Mm. That is excellent. That's, I, that's the oh. best that you can do, isn't it? I mean, uh, additional sixes give you more information. So. Oh, uh, it's not a it's not a, a two two d six. Is that what we call it? Uh, it's a D six six 
would that's, be if you're rolling for like the this game's version of percentile dice. Yeah. Um, but this is just basically looking for how many sixes you get. The more sixes, the better. Yes. Like I said, I don't know how this game is played. Hey, we're, we're getting to it. We'll get um, I'll try to remember. You'll learn fast. We should have had DJ listen to the promo video that we're <laughs> <laughs> um, I will get back to what the sixes give you in a moment. Um, when the rest of you kind of realize that uh, Aubrey is already searching around. Um, because I assume that Silas, you were going to respond. I, I took yes, that as I, a, I was. As a thing. Yes, I I look at Benedict and I say, only because I do respect your work, I will allow this. But just know, my butler's keeping an eye on you. Oh, you don't have to worry about me. I mean, for what it's worth. And he puts his hand on his shoulder. I take his hand off his shoulder. Okay. Dust it off. Dust off his shoulder. (laughs) He says, I hold nothing against you. I'm more intrigued by you. You bested me once. That's never happened. Now, that's past. The public doesn't care. My face isn't in in danger anymore. So we'll just see how this plays out. You all notice Aubrey Jones <laughs> prowling around, books in hand, dual-wielding books. Uh, look at a book, look at the ground, look at a book, look at the ground, look at the sky, look at the book, look at the book, look at the sky, look at the ground. Um, AJ, I, it's any, a, it's any a progress? I take out the book that I think might be most helpful to her, and I just follow her around with it open. <laughs> Sometimes she'll turn around and look at that one. Aubrey's um, putting in a cheat code right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Up, up, down, 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 left, right, yeah, left, right, yeah. BA, start. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, plugs it right in. Uh, you end up, uh, you haven't been told this, but you end up near the poker table. Um, you're kind of looking around uh, from a base glance. There is nothing abnormal here. The chairs look like chairs. The tables look like tables. But then you're you're standing there, books in hand, and it isn't something that you see or hear or anything like that that ca- catches you off ground. Uh, it's something you smell. It smells like a strange combination of like wet dog and sulfur. Hmm. What do you smell with your human nose, Aubrey Jones? <laughs> do you smell that? Do you smell that too? Smells like wet dog and, and sulfur. sulfur. Yeah. You have no idea what this means. I, I can tell you that much. I have, Has there been any wet dogs in here lately? No. You think I would allow wet dogs in here? I didn't. I didn't think so, but I thought I should cover my bases. Never assume. Um, okay, I'm gonna kind of look around, like the table a bit more. Um, see if I can like get find where it's the smells like the strongest. Um, well, uh, it's pretty. It's very faint. Um, there were a lot of people. There's always a lot of people in here at night. Um. This is perhaps the gambling spot in this section of town, maybe in all of Chicago. Um, it's kind of hard to tell. Um, 
but you do know where uh, Vinny, like his favorite seat is. Like he always sits in the same spot. It's like his lucky spot. And that does seem to be where the smell is the strongest. Still very faint, but a little bit stronger. Lucio, you know, I I read a story recently about um, werewolves. Um, they had like a magic pelt. Maybe turn. Oh, uh, yeah. Just a just a thought with the wet dog thing. Maybe I um, take out an out of a, as I open my jacket. I have several pockets. Take out a small notebook. Flip it open. Where? Right. <laughs> Put it down. <laughs> um, Lucio, you didn't clean anything in here yet, have you? Since Vinny's been gone. I don't know. Uh, Aaron, Otter, you. Uh, it's on. No, I have not cleaned anything. Nah. I got a four. Because I rolled the d6, not the d20. So, Lucio, who is... Were you keeping an eye on Vinny at all? Yes, I was. What was around him? Any he, he was fur? surrounded by other players. His friends. Were any of them wearing fur? Were any of the players wearing fur at the end? Not particularly. Not particularly. Um, Silas. Hmm. Maybe not the werewolf thing. Mm-hmm. You hear them talking about fur, wet dogs and stuff. Yeah. Um, you, this kind of strikes a nerve with you. Mm-hmm. As with all kind of crime families, there has to be a rival. Right. Hmm. The Machiavellis have plagued your family literally since, like, Chicago began. And they are well known for being excellent breeders of greyhounds. Hmm. How do you spell Machiavelli? M A C H, Mach, I A. V-E-L-L-I. I got it! I am I'm so good at this. Machiavelli. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Hmm. Hmm. You you say you say what dog? Uh and dog and sulfur. Well it, yeah, yeah, no, I've talked about that. I apologize for uh, Shut up, God! <laughs> I, I to I'm sorry. I turn to Silas with a knowing look and Machiavelli's. Those little slime balls. When I get my hands on them, they're, what? they're gonna regret ever touching my brother. I I I uh, go I go over to uh, behind the bar and I grab just like an 18 inch like little little board. I just hand it to Silas. Take it. Like, it's like two inches wide, like 18 inches long. I take it. Just a, It's just a board? It's, it's just there for you to break over your knee. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In anger. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I, I take it. I I just, like, literally, I just walk over to, like, the, like, the nearest, like, just post or whatever. And literally just slam it across it. So it yes, it definitely, it breaks... 
and you're like, oh man, I'm gonna have to fix that post now. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I go grab a and now I'm down a piece of wood. I go grab a broom and start sweeping it up. Yeah, um, DM has Benedict ever worked with or or about the? Oh, you know the Maki Okay, so Benedict walks up um, and pretty much just says, "Well, the good news." If it is the Machiavellis, then we probably won't have that hard of a time actually bringing them down. I mean, what can they actually pull off? They're a little bit messy. We, you, you probably know just as much as I do. I'm sorry, I think I'm missing a very important detail here. Um, what? Machiavellis breeds bloodhounds. Greyhounds. Is it greyhounds or bloodhounds? Greyhounds. Do I, do I know about this family at all? Uh, not as much as the, as the other three in this group. Um, you not necessarily have avoided being, like, engrossed in the crime families, but it certainly isn't something that you, like, actively pursue. Uh-huh. So it's like, yeah, you know a bit about the Machiavellis. Um, they run, like, they own a lot of businesses. They own a couple of hotels, like, scattered throughout the city. They have another a, wealthy family. They have a, um, a resort across the street from the yep. gambling house. It's not, uh, they aren't, it, like, in the city limelight. Uh, they are, like, relatively well-liked in the same way that Silas is, but you do know that they have somewhat a negative re- reputation in the same way, where it's like, they probably have smuggled something illegal in at some point in time perhaps multiple times or all the time okay okay i'm i'm catching on all right benedict Um... turns to aubrey and says i mean really hanging around the likes of dogs that seems a bit reckless and he kind of points over like covering up with his other hand in front of his torso so the others can't see kind of points towards silas and lucio and then he says it's nice to see you again aubrey I'm excited about your next work. You do great things. Thank you, Mr. Collins. Um, right. You, so you... now that we've all determined that it's probably the, the uh, Machiavelli's, um, do we, do you, I look, I look at the, at, at AJ. Do you AJ? think, do oh, you Aubrey think, Jones. do you oh, think, I was like, what? you, have a, tra- a trail at all, or uh, or is it just does the scent just end here? Um. Well, I'm not really um, smelling. Isn't really one of my skills. Right. Um. DM. Uh, yeah. Could I go over to 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 Vinny's seat? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I can do this multiple times, right? I. Could I use my bloodhound ability? Oh, to track? To track. That's cool. I will absolutely allow you to use your talent to attempt to track this. Yes. Okay, cool. I believe this adds an additional plus two to a vigilance tracking roll to, uh, well, track someone or something. Okay, so vigilance... Okay, yeah, so, yeah, just that... just adding to a, vigil- a vigilance check. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love the fact that Silas is sniffing to find dogs. 
Usually it's the other way around. Especially there, he's sniffing to find dogs that are greyhounds using a bloodhound as the ability. <laughs> I love that he first asked Audrey to do it. Ah. Can you do this thing that I'm incredibly good at? No, because I'm not incredibly good at it because I have to roll dice. Hey, I oh, believe. Uh, I will allow someone to assist if, uh, if they would like. I would love to help my master. I like to think that Lucio just gets on all fours and is just crawling along the ground. One success. I do it. Okay. Um, it is... It is a tough, tough trail. Because um, at first, you... You're, you, like, you smell it because you hadn't smelled this previously. Like, you weren't really trying to smell it. You were just like... Well, I don't see anything. And it was just honestly incredibly lucky that uh, Aubrey managed to smell this. Um, but you smell it and you kind of you look and you're like, all right, so if he was sitting here, the smell is strongest from this position. Where would that kind of follow that scent a little? You look at the ground, you see a scuff. Okay. And you're like, that scuff's in a little bit. You start to follow these tiny little things based entirely off of smell positioning it's it's one of the weirdest things the rest of you have ever seen um this master tracker um slowly moves out the door to around like the wooden kind of like streetway and then it stops and you're not quite like off the sidewalk, but pretty close to where the like main street kind of is. Hmm. As I follow him, Master. Uh, yes, yes, Lucio. What are you doing? I'm following the trail. Uh, Benedict is just Although standing it ends there here, unfortunately. Uh, as you said, there is um, the Machiavelli kind of like resort slash hotel directly across uh, from the Rusty Musket. Um, this is in line with it, uh -huh. but it does not go to the building itself. Right. I just, I just stare at the building, just scowling. Aubrey's like the last one in line and is like just has this back to writing again and like bumps into like Benedict. And, oh, sorry. Ooh. Sorry. No, sorry. That reminds me. I, uh, I go back inside and I uh, grab a. Uh, I'm going to grab three leather belts and I strap uh, the, the set of books that Aubrey has. <laughs> I use two straps, like strap them together and then one strap to like make a handle and I yep. just grab it. And carry it along with me. You can you can even kind of bandolier it if you but want. Yeah. Most of the books are missing because she's actually open. holding them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Aubrey has like three books, and then you just have constructed this like strange backpack of books yeah. that I, like sits like on your chest. I am it's just there. Benedict says to Silas, "You're telling me that you can actually smell where this dog has gone." Uh, very, very faintly, but yes, it, but well, the actual sense. my tracks, that's brilliant. You could use that. You're saying it went that way. Yes, it 
came from the resort. It looks from like, however, it ends before reaching it. Well, um, that is the Machiavelli's hotel, is it not? Yes, it is. Are there any bison nearby that we can see? Um, make a vigilance check for me. Vigilance is it logic? So um, three dice. Could I also roll a vigilance for that oh, same? Yes, or you help absolutely. Him. I'll help Lucio, maybe. Uh, you can roll an additional one. Oh, uh, oh no, I'll help. Or if you would like to roll, you certainly can. Two successes. Awesome. Um, there are like. There are like, th- these are very common. Um, they're kind of all around the city. They're basically like the rats of these creatures where they're like, they're literally just small human heads with bat wings. Ew. Um, that just like flap around the city and like roost and stuff. Those are incredibly common. Uh, most people either don't see them or just think that they're like birds. Um, uh, they scream sometimes. That's mm. nice. And no, sometimes. I will not make that sound. I almost <laughs> asked if you could. I know, I, I know you did. I held uh, myself back. Other than that, there is um, there aren't any creatures. This this street is so. For those of you who don't know, or if I haven't told you, slash you weren't born in the 1800s, um crazy i know uh (laughs) chicago at this point in time is i mean chicago is already always pretty rad but they pulled off one of the craziest feats of engineering ever in which they literally put the entire city on stilts and raised it like up to 14 inches off the ground um like sometimes entire sections of the city at once because um the city like was so low and close to like sea level that it was like swampy oh. so it was hard to like walk through the streets so they built like wooden walkways and streets and sidewalks and then literally hydraulic pressed them like over a foot up off the ground to make like waterways because like typhoid fever and like other diseases were running rampant through the streets because they had no sewage system because it just flowed through like where people existed. Lucio um, looks far from the distance. Remembers when he ran rampant through the streets. Oh uh, yeah, man! You almost got. You were surrounded by typhoid fever when you were a younger man. <laughs> Whew. Um. But uh, you do notice war, that you know. Yeah, yeah. There are like some access hatches, um, like to the like, like sewer esque. Like like there is like a like one of the presses that they used, um, the area where it was actually raised and the support beams are there. Could we almost um, call there it are crawl space? Some, perhaps. Uh, there are alleyways that splinter off in between um, these, the, these rows of buildings. Um, other than that, it's a very peaceful morning. Uh, there's some like foot traffic, but not a whole lot. It's still pretty early. It's like approaching maybe 6.30, 6.45 at most. Mm. Um, so the, like, early risers that are off to, like, go to early riser work are moving, but nothing much around this part of town. Specifically, you guys are in, like, close to west Chicago, um, maybe a little bit northwest. Um, 
approaching kind of the borders. So it's almost like downtown Chicago. Good place mm-hmm. to do crime. Benedict, Benedict uh, walks dramatically off about five feet. He has his back turned to the group and he just slips out briefly a little rock that looks like a chrysalis <laughs> named Spurk. And he says, <laughs> all right, Spurk, let's give them a show. Slips it back into his breast pocket. And then he turns around towards the group and he says, So, we can pretty much deduct that it came from the Machiavelli's hotel. Now the question is, where does the trail end? See, that will tell us what happened next. Lucio, did you see anything where they went, related to where they went, like a room they went into, perhaps a table they sat at, the last possible location you can remember? Last spot that I saw Vinny was at the table. Hmm, curious. And Silas, you didn't pick up a trail going any other direction from that table other than towards the hotel, did you? Yes, was as the trail in coming didn't. from the hotel or going to the hotel? Or can we tell? Perhaps both. It would be to the towards the direction. Ooh. Towards the direction. Where? What towards is that the direction mean? of the hotel. Towards the direction of the hotel. Okay, cool. I didn't want to, I accidentally interrupted and it wasn't intentional. Sorry. <laughs> Mr. Collins, you're forgetting a really important detail. Um, Am I? We're, we're, not, we're not dealing with just regular people. The Machiavellis. We're probably dealing with Bison. Or not Bison. Bison don't actually exist in this. They're just. We can call them Bison. They're just things from it's the. It's a slang game. term in this game. Yeah. <laughs> Benedict. Benedict. The the unnatural, the supernatural. You could Benedict kind of reels back and looks a little surprised, and then he says, "Quieter." Are you speaking of the ones beyond? Yes, uh, the yeah. the ones that you know about and like has heightened your skill up a lot. Um, the reason you solve over cases. How long have you known? <laughs> um, pretty much day one. I mean, it, it is. You can it all is, see this as well. It is yes. Yes. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I've never met anybody who can see this as well. Uh, well, you've actually just met three. Um, That's three in one spot. That's amazing. Well, with this, certainly we'll be able to whip something up. So, if we're dealing with the, the beyond, then it wouldn't make sense that it would just appear in, in, in the room, would it? They had to get there some way, somehow. It's less of a beyond, more of like an in-between. <laughs> I could go for that, I guess. I don't know, it's kind of cliche. Alice, <laughs> 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 should we go to the last... Uh, to the end of the trail, see if we can find what we... Or see what we can find? This is the end of the trail. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, heck me. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Silas, you don't like it, but there is another option. There was the previous option of option C. Right, of of talking with my uh, lovely informant. Yeah. Mm. Papa. Thank God. (laughs) Uh, Is this perhaps time to bring in Papa? You know, Lucio, I think it is time to bring in Papa. I will go fetch him. He's, he's, he's so funny. 
Who is Papa? Don't worry about it. As that question floats through the air and Lucio does his like old man jog down the street. No, 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 we're going like, to take... It's intense. Oh, it, cr- oh, it is... I forgot. You're absolutely shredded. Yeah. As he runs like an aged Fabio. From a three-point <laughs> stance. Just, <laughs> just bolts down the street. Perfect form. Uh, we're going to take our little little break. We will be back shortly. Uh, thanks everyone for being here. Wow. Howdy, everybody. We're back from break. It was a lot <laughs> longer for us than it was for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, sorry, I'm on a time okay. crunch. Hey, I'm on a time crunch, Drew. We, apologies after. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a game to play. <laughs> got a mystery to solve. There's a mystery to play. Lucio. You, Lucio. Yeah. Last we left off, you were running to go fetch Papa. Um, Getting to Papa is kind of a difficult thing where you don't actually like go to him. You like go to like a location where there's a guy there and you're like, yo, I need to meet with Papa. And he's like, what's the password? And you're like, no one told me this week's password. He's like, that's. It's okay. Didn't actually have a password. <laughs> get him. Where do you want to meet up? You just tell him. Back at the rust, rusty musket. This is where you guys are. Um, sure enough, you guys are sitting around. Uh, Lucio, you head back. You guys are all kind of waiting. Uh, Lucio, you have like poured a couple drinks from the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are also an expert in mixed drinks. Of course. Um, that is something that you picked up. Not a huge, not hugely popular yet. Mixologist. But yeah, that term has not been coined, but you're working on it. Um, <laughs> sure enough, uh, you guys are kind of lightly talking, trying to make a bit more... The, the, the mood's a bit tense. You're trying to make it a bit more lighthearted when all of a sudden the old Western effect occurs... The sun silhouettes as the the doors fling open. Suddenly, you stop shaking. Everyone turns, and in walks Virgil Papadopoulos, aka Papa. Virgil Papalopoulos. Papadopoulos. 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 AKA Papa. <laughs> First name Virgil. Papa. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. immediately set down the canister, grab a broom, and as he's stepping forward, I'm sweeping the floor in front of him. Yep. Um, <laughs> this, if there was such a thing as a tycoon in the like 1800s, this is Virgil. Also, Virgil is an Ori, um, A U R A E. He is a wind spirit, um, wearing a big, like, kind of like royal like not royal like a dark like midnight blue trench coat um a bright white shirt underneath um adorned with all sorts of random like jewelry he's got he has like a bolo tie um with a big gold like bracket on it um a big like black stetson um like cowboy hat it's honestly kind of a mismatched, hmm. like, oh no, we lost DJ's camera. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, oh, he's okay. back. We're oh, good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's kind of just, um, 
it's like all of these pieces would look so great if they were like not all on the same guy at the same time mm. um mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he has a big like chonky handlebar mustache um a huge cigar um that he currently has lit um and the main the main thing that kind of changes for you guys as to how other people see him other people see him just as a large man in questionable with questionable fashion sense um you guys notice that the bottom of him tapers off into like wisps of mist and wind um and so there literally is no sound as he walks although for some reason the floorboards still do creak um silas you've dealt with papa plenty of times none of them in great circumstances the main thing that papa is known for is the world on the street papa hears it all like dick you know papa if there is any one person in this town who gets information faster than you it's this guy like it's wild the things that he knows and hears on a day-to-day -day basis if there's anyone who would know what might be stirring in the underground it's papa uh he rolls up like kind of does he like floats but it's like he slinks at the same time and then like sits down on kind of a bar stool uh just a few seats away uh leaning like a half inch above the table like his elbow doesn't actually rest on the table um because he floats i <laughs> place a, a, gla a glass and a, a perfectly clear cube of, of ice and then i take an empty an empty uh, shaker and i shake it and then i take the uh the filter and i pour just air into the yeah. glass uh, you've also been experimenting with like you're one of the first like practitioners and users of dry ice Ooh, yeah so yeah. there's like there's a thin film of like mist that begins to kind of overflow the cup as well um and he he kind of like readjusts tips his steps in at you and uh leans back he swirls the drink with his finger but you do notice that he is actually drinking it because his body is made of air. Um, so it just slowly begins to disappear. And he says, Well now, if it isn't Silas Espacio, it's been a mighty long time. He tips his hat at you, Aubrey, and says, And of course, I don't want to be rude to none of the lady folk. It's a pleasure to meet you. You can call me Papa, but the name's really Virgil Papadopoulos. And there's your uh, butler fellow, am I right? And oh my, by the stars themselves, Benedict Collins. My pleasure. I wish I could say the same. Now, it's not too often that you call me, and it's never under great terms. And I have a guess as to what might be the situation. But feel free to tell me yourself. He takes 
an impossibly long puff of a cigar. <laughs> like his cheeks just keep billing up, like up with smoke. And then like the entire time of your response, he is slowly exhaling like constant line of smoke that forms little like animals that run around as he forcefully Aww. moves the wind to like shape the smoke. Well, Papa, it's been a while and it is good to see you again. Um, as you do know, I'm sure my uh, brother is missing. And given your expertise in gaining knowledge, I expect that you have some information that would be helpful as to uh, what happened to him. Uh, well, there may have been some uh, whispers on the wind here and then again. Maybe not. It's hard to know. DM, uh, do I know, do, I mean, I assume we have a normal currency that we pay this guy with, like some, like, is there a currency that we pay this guy with? Oh, yeah, it's the crisp American dollar. <laughs> since, okay. I, since I'm behind the bar, I, uh, I place a, uh, let's see, this is 1871? Yeah. yeah. I place a crisp hundred dollar bill on the oh. bar next to his, oh, next to his that's a that's yeah, for a frame of reference it's like for for some people it's like a dollar a day wage so this is like three plus a little bit months like wage for some people that's really um, good he does uh you see him kind of glance down um he, he looks at you, Lucio, takes another. Just keeps going. Uh, and as he does, uh, he pauses for a moment and then exhales. And then like little smoke, like minions kind of like pop out, run down a little smoke bridge to the table, grab and start curling the, the hundred dollar <laughs> bill. I love it. Um, which mind you, I don't even know. Hundred dollar bill has been printed in 1871, right? Hey, it is sure. now. It is now yeah. the first hundred dollar bill. <laughs> um, but they roll it, and then they literally just run off into the sky with it. Like they just run out the door and then away. Hmm. Nice. And he says, uh, "Ha! Well, uh, has it been created yet?" It was the first one hundred dollar bill was printed in 1914. <laughs> man you are you got the prototype <laughs> 50 dollar bill it's just a solid gold bar <laughs> honestly i just place a gold bar on the on the, on the table. yep they roll it up <laughs> carry it out the window um uh and either way you pay him a hefty sum a hundred one dollar bills <laughs> and he uh, a, a, a little, little roll. Yeah. Uh, and he looks at you and he says, Well, you've certainly got the pattern down. You know, butlers. You see, butler? What exactly is your profession? Butler. Oh, good. Very good. 
certainly, I have to say, I'm honored by your show of affection, but this is, even for me, it's pretty confidential. Now, let me tell you, the payment is enough, but I can only give you so much. There's higher powers at work. For what it's worth, we know that the Machiavellis are, are at least involved. If that's what you're worried about. It is involved with what again? Well, clearly, this entire thing. We can smell the dog. We know they use greyhounds. Mm. It adds up. The dog. We also smelled sulfur. Dog and sulfur, you say? Well, smelled plenty of that on the wind these days. Well, what is it from? And that's where the problem comes about. I am contractually obligated by another source where I can't quite tell you that much. But you did pay me a hefty sum. Let me tell you, boy, I've been flying around these parts since before the Chicago was ever founded. This has been a gathering place of my kind for a long, long time. There's old magic here. More bodies are buried in the ground than your folk have ever even been born. Old magic. Things that probably better be left alone. Things that I would rather not and cannot tell you about. Like and although, what? well, if I could tell you that, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. So worth a shot. I but, oh. I might not be able to tell you quite what you need to know, but I do know that there is someone who isn't held down by the fetters of contractual obligation. Or, when I say someone, it's more like something. And I do think your uh, pretty friend there might already know the answer to this. Everybody I think looks over to Aubrey. Yeah, no, everyone looks at Benedict, but pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> She might not quite realize it yet, but she should know where to go. Old prophecies have been told there for a long time. Give me one moment. <laughs> While it's never, I look over at, at Aubrey and I just mouth. <laughs> yeah, I I give Aubrey a very similar a buff, I give right? a very similar look. Aubrey's like her thing is history. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. No, she's gonna know. Wait. wait. Yeah. I need help from the GM. Uh, okay. <laughs> Lydia would like to roll a history check. Uh, Lydia Lydia needs assistance. Lydia is, is well, not 
Uh, Is brain, it brain. the library? I think I know. The library. But just in case I don't, uh, if you would like to double check, <laughs> could you please roll? <laughs> I will allow a learning check. Okay. Or an observation check to either A, rifle through every bit of knowledge that you have in your mind and like, pick the one on, that seems hold on, to match. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me one, one second. One, it's in here. I know it. Give me one second. <laughs> what was this guy again? Like, this guy? The, yeah. Papa? Yeah, wind yeah. spirit. Oh, he, um, he's an ori, a wind spirit. Ori. <laughs> That's another two sixes. Please help. <laughs> uh, you, I'm assuming that this is, this is learning. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, you rifle through some of, uh, some of your knowledge and then you get stuck on, he mentioned prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, he is correct. Uh, the Chicago area has been very kind of magically charged for a long time. It's uh, it connects like a big like river section. There are railroad I tracks. I got it. I got it. Oh, I got it. 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 I found it. I found it. Aaron, I think she got it. Aubrey oh. is doing this in game. She says yes. it out loud. I think. And uh, people. Uh, including uh, the Native Americans and like early settlers uh, have used a certain location in Chicago uh, to commune with uh, their lost ones. Uh, it's, um, it's, it's, it's Lake Park, uh, Lincoln Park now. Um, that's, that's, that's what you're talking about, right? Uh, at this point in time, everyone's kind of been looking at you and you notice that he has silently um, left like not left but he has gotten gotten up and kind of like dramatically turned um and he says well now miss you ought to know client confidentiality i can't tell you what exactly you're saying is correct or not (laughs) but if it was you didn't hear it from me just a little voice on the wind told you as he floats towards the gates and says I run in front of him and sleep uh, <laughs> you notice that he has been like air blasting the area in front of him the sweeping isn't even necessary nice um, but he uh, he turns back just briefly over his shoulder and he says now Silas you really ought to be careful I don't want to lose one of my most favored benefactors. I'm just going to warn you, this goes a lot deeper than you might expect. As he brushes his hand, takes a puff of, of his cigar, more little like minions and animals move and calmly move the doors open as he floats out. We'll see you later, One more Papa. tip of the hat. I hope I can say the same. And then he floats down the walkway and disappears. Benedict turns to Silas and says, Silas, mm-hmm. be honest with me. Is there anything you can think of Vinny being a part of that would anger ancient spirits, as Papa was saying? Anything at all? Anything that comes to mind? It doesn't make any sense to me. Vinny was a 
He's always to himself. He's not exactly, uh... Well, let's just say he likes to tinker with things and likes to be left to his own devices. I can't imagine anyone trying to hurt him or him being involved with anything that would put him in harm, aside from, obviously, our family, but, uh... Well, that would be ripe justice for him if anyone does lay a finger on him. Well, I found that people that keep to themselves, they often have something to hide. And he kind of grins and winks at Silas, and then he turns to Aubrey, and he says, What was that place you said we need to go again? Um, Lincoln, Lincoln Park. Um... I suggest we start there. Hmm. You all know of Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park was once known as Lake Park. Uh, renamed in 1865 after the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Um, Lake Park, as it was once known, uh, it's kind of strange that it was given the name Park because it was actually a cemetery. Um, it, people were still buried in the cemetery up until, uh, 1866. Um, it is not a lot of people's favorite place to be. Um, for those of you uh, watching, it is uh, still, there are still like thousands of bodies buried in Lincoln Park. Uh, they okay. sometimes on are, are unearthed uh, when people go renovating the place. Uh, it's, it's a real thing. Um, for those of you in the now, it's, it's still a real thing. <laughs> If I recall, Venus, that was not exactly a very fun place to be. Hopefully, Vinny isn't still there. Um, right. Not fun at all. As Aubrey has actually spent quite a bit of time there. It's like... Oh, yeah, you know this place like the back of your hand. In fact, can you roll... Can you roll another learning check for me? Yeah, I just want to see if you may have already encountered the next thing. Oh my god, I'd be so excited if I had. Come on, Lydia. Um, I got one. All right. Um, you have actually made friends, kind of, with you're. It's a very strange character, not in the like attitude or like perception of them they honestly look pretty normal uh but you have made friends with a ghost there yes. a ghost yes oh i'm so excited aubrey says out loud <laughs> <laughs> um and oh, we go to lincoln park i i was going to ask i, I presume that you guys head towards uh towards the park. Lucio, yeah. how about some drinks for the road? Um, they don't maybe, have to go cups maybe in drinks, Maybe drinks after we find Vinny. Oh, fine. Ruin the fun. Let's let's do this. This is my brother uh, we're talking about. Way, Thank you very much. As, as hey, I, go, I have my I, ways. I, I look at, at Benedict and I just... I mean, on the other, other side, I just took a flask. <laughs> He like does the clicky finger gun thing, like, like the yeah, <laughs> good job. 
you guys head towards Lake Park. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna speed up this process here for you. Um, we're on a time limit here, guys. Just to, just a reminder. Um, Definitely not an issue that we deal with in the main campaign. I never. You see, DJ, you need to do this more. You just need to say, "You do the thing," and then just, and then just go with it. You move on. No, we are. This Chicago is the number one railroad station in the world. That's what you guys are going on right now. <laughs> um, you guys travel to the northern kind of edge of the Chicago area um, to Lake Park. Um, Aubrey, of course, you start to head to your kind of favorite location. Uh, Lincoln Park at this point in time, uh, not the band. Is it Lincoln Park? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Keep going. Close enough. Um, you get uh, you head towards. There's a mausoleum um, that you that has has a nice little like tr- like tree trunk that you have found suits quite well as a sitting position. Um, it is the mausoleum of Ira Cooch. C-O-U-C-H, spelled like couch. I-R-A for the first name. Heck yeah. I'm, I'm on, my spelling's on point today. Okay. 10 out of 10. Well, Aubrey. Aubrey just exactly. hasn't done this enough. <laughs> you are a scholar. I am an academic. Okay. Yep. Um, it is, uh, right now, it's probably approaching, like, middle of the day to, like, afternoon ish probably around like i'm gonna say two o'clock um you get there uh it is peaceful it hasn't rained in months um so it's pretty dry pretty hot but pretty standard for the days it has been um you get there it is a it almost looks mausoleums aren't as scary as people think it honestly kind of just looks like a stone tool shed on it it has c-o-u-c-h up above the doors um the doors are sealed shut uh but this is legitimately a graveyard there are tombs and um like headstones all over the place uh barely a footpath between them why anyone decided to call this park who knows it doesn't smell good here um with the like the ground the way it is this area has not been raised as far as a lot of places um there are it just kind of smells like rot like throughout the entire place um but it's strangely calming to you aubrey like you spend a lot of time here and you're like you get used to it after a little while (laughs) Uh, what do you do? Okay, what 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 do I know about my ghost friend? Oh, whether or not Ira shows up kind of varies on the day. Most of the time, like, you originally started out, you just kind of sat on the stump, read books. You, like, sometimes you'd, like, measure the, ge- the geography and, like, try to figure out, like, mm, what kind of things. This specifically was a big area of ritual um for 
tons of different people, early settlers, uh, Native Americans. Uh, this spot in particular is, it feels like cheesy to call it like an Indian burial ground because it really isn't. Um, but this was like a spiritual summoning area. Um, so the fact that he showed up was honestly completely random. You were sitting there and you on it, it took you a long time, especially for someone with the sight to realize that it was a ghost. Like you're like, oh, why is this like weird guy here? But he seems nice enough. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes he'll just show up. Okay. She kind of like sets up, she like sets up on the little stump and gets like, takes her books from Lucio and just setting them out. And she kind of sits down on it and she's like, okay. Um, I mean, I have a friend here who can sometimes stop by um, uh, more on their own whim, though. Um, any mm -hmm. idea what you guys want to do? Do Do you come here often? Yeah. Why? Um, research purposes. Hmm. I suppose that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So we're just supposed to sit, wait. But this is actually perfect because I actually found this um, a philosopher friend's new um, thing on this kind of in-between world kind of thing that I kind of wanted to share with Ira, but I don't know if they're actually around right now. Um, right. Well, and you're this certain is that on. this is what Papa was speaking of? Um, yes. Um, this place is a uh, place of prophecy, communion with the spirits, long before Chicago was even Chicago. Um... It's worth it's, a shot. It's got to be what he was talking about. Well, this is going on. I would like to start sniffing around for wet dog fur or sulfur. Uh, please roll a vigilance. Actually, roll an investigation for me. Investigation. Hmm. Very nice, very nice. Because you have a specific target that you're looking for. Three successes. Three successes? Wow. Nice. Um, you smell a lot of things, but there is no smell of, like, sulfur or wet dog. There is rot, there is decay. Um, there is kind of a weird scent, potentially, in a moment. Aubrey, could you please roll an inspiration check for me? Yes. What is that? What is an inspiration? Inspiration, it's under skills. Oh, okay. Is that just... What is it? Uh, too. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so to explain the empathy uh, tool set, there's inspiration, manipulation, and observa observation. Uh, inspiration would be something along the lines of, well, to inspire. It is to um, give a rousing speech to convince people to join your side or kind of something like along those lines. Kind of. Like but it's positive. Manipulation is for um, trying to deceive or terrify someone into doing what you want. And observation okay. is reactional. It's to read the room, see what people are thinking, what people are saying, what they really mean behind their words. It is their insight check. Gotcha. Thank you. Uh, Lucio, you are searching the grounds. You're keeping an eye out. There is almost no movement uh the windy city isn't actually that windy it's only named the windy city people a lot of people think because people are really really talkative about chicago and they really they're like really like the place 
So they kind of got the like windy city where it's like, oh, everyone is so talkative about Chicago. Interesting. It also is a massive gathering space of spirits, but that could be complete coincidence. No wind. But there is kind of a sudden, kind of like a crisp, like it's not a bad scent. It's just like something, a smell that is sharp, um, like hits your nose. It's, it's kind of like when you go from somewhere really stale and then you suddenly smell like boiling tomatoes or like cooked meat, mm-hmm. like fresh out the pan where it's that very like smell. Um, and you turn and see that out of the like cooch uh, mausoleum, out of the wall, a man in like a fancy like petticoat, like suit jacket, like full like three piece suit going on, um, a, a a very similar like kind of fancy like tie to your own, mm-hmm. um, a top hat. A very, like, handsome man, like, square-set jaw, almost like a a side, like, combed pompadour. It's very, very rich-looking. Mm-hmm. Um, strolls out of the mausoleum and like kind of goes and just, like, stands, like, and looks over the shoulder of Aubrey. Um, Silas and, and Benedict, you two have been, like, kind of distracted, like, sometimes you look back at Lucio sometimes you bicker with each other sometimes you ask a question to Aubrey and stuff like that Lucio you see this first Uh, Benedict and Silas you see it next when you go and turn and look at Aubrey Um, Aubrey as you finish saying the word Chicago um, this voice says my dear Chicago has always and will always be Chicago. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Anyway, did you hear what I was talking about? And I turned I turned to face and I was like, do you hear what I was saying earlier? Um about what? You've spoken about several things. About the whole philosophy thing. Ah, oh, yes, this in-between. Right, right. Well, uh... I personally don't put any credit to it unless someone goes meddling along with worlds that they shouldn't. Now, it is terribly rude. Introduce me. Right. Sorry. 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 So this, this is my friend Silas. Um, and this is, um, my friend Benedict. Benedict Collins. Um, and that over there is, uh, Lucio. I give a nice bow. Um, he responds in kind. He straightens up, uh, takes off his top hat and gives a very polite um, bow. Um, you, this is a very strange feeling for you guys, because like, you kind of know him. Like, from when you were really little, um, like, this, this guy and his family was in the paper a lot, but you guys were, like, pretty young. Hmm. Um, like, your parents talked about him a couple of times. Um, Ira Cooch and his brother James uh, were like Chicago businessmen. They uh, specifically Ira had multiple like hotels. Um, 
one of all of them burned down uh, except for the most recent one uh, that mm. one is still currently standing um it is called the Tremont house as for why it's called the Tremont house I honestly can't remember uh but he died in 1857 um oh, specifically so that's not too long ago. yeah that's that's not that long so Lucio you definitely remember this guy because you're like 50 right yeah I'm like 59 60 oh so 100% you were like in your 30s when this dude died I was a full adult yeah you were like a normal guy <laughs> <laughs> um and it's it's very strange to see him like just alive again I mean he clearly isn't um you can see like it's very well hidden, but like there is some like rot on the like mm -hmm. undergarment, like the under parts of his suit. Yeah. Um, his shoes look a bit tattered. His top hat has a few holes. The more that you look into it, um, every once in a while he'll, he'll turn and the like light will catch him and shine through. And you'll see like this like kind of ghostly skeleton kind of going on. Yeah. I, I'll approach him. I never had the pleasure of actually meeting you, but it is quite a pleasure seeing you up and moving again, Mr. Coach. I am terribly sorry. I have no idea who you are, but you are, uh, you are friends of a friend. Therefore, you are my friend. Is there something I could help you with today? Most of my time is simply spent, well, I mean... Most of my time isn't spent doing anything, but whenever um, Aubrey shows up, I mainly just assist her with uh, her research and kind of bounce ideas off. Uh, is there anything that I can do for it, that any special reason that you have graced my mausoleum? I just step aside and gesture to Silas. Uh, it is a pleasure, Mr. Cooch. Uh, as... Aubrey mentioned we are all friends, and uh, myself, uh, well, we're looking for my brother. Uh, he mm. recently has gone missing, and uh, we have a decent uh, hunch that perhaps uh, the supernatural was involved in some way, and, uh, well, let's just say a, help a helpful uh, informant was saying that you might have an idea as to what might have happened? Uh, terrible thing, your fate. Terrible, terrible thing. But your brother, you said he went missing. Uh, yeah. Wait. I mean, have you contacted the police? Ah. Uh, we like to handle matters... It's, it's, yeah, it's mm, family Keep it within business. the family, of course, yes. of course. Well, plus with matters like these, what can they really do? I mean, there was one time when my brother did go missing, and the first thing that I did was call the police, and he is, well, he was alive then. Honestly, I haven't really kept track. Right, um... Do you have an idea? Uh, we're, we oh, find... I have many ideas all the time. I <laughs> Let me tell you, I was at the prime of my life. I had... I wasn't... 
It was a matter of enterprise. It was. Do you have any brilliant. ideas about the potential whereabouts of Mr. Esposito? I can only assume that he was probably within Chicago. That is very helpful. It helps narrow the search down from the entire country. Hmm. Yes, I'm other... sorry. You were who again? Lucio. Ah, yes. Any ideas of where in Chicago? Hmm. Uh, he turns towards uh, Aubrey and, like, goes to, like, elbow her, but then stops short. Uh, Aubrey, you have never been, like, touched by the ghost, but if you ever have asked why that is the case, he's given you a very vague answer that it would be not good uh, to <laughs> make physical contact with him. Um, and he says, uh, he kind of leans down and, like, points towards Lucio and he says, I'd watch her back around this one. Um, and you, Mr. Collins, sir, that is your name, right? I feel Benedict like Collins. I've seen a scrap of newspaper with your face in it. I'm sure, maybe more than once. Yes, oh, I'm my. a private detective. I've yes. solved many cases, and as you can see, I'm accompanying these kind people on this How are you managing your cravings? I had a terrible time with them. I mean, of course, I died too before they really affected me all that much. But... Let's stay on topic, Mr. Cooch. On topic? What were we talking about again? We were talking about the Espacio's brother. Oh, yes! We were ah, told by Papa. One. I'm sure you know him. We no, you were talking to Papa? Yes, we were. And he oh, well, you can never trust something. him. What was that? What, what, what was hmm? the, the what one? What? The what one? Papa. The untrustworthy no, no, wind no, aura? Before, you said no, no, something no, 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 before, before that. that. I said many things before. About the brother? The brother. You said something oh, yes, my brother. One? Well, I do no, believe not, that not, he not may your still brother, be not your alive. Brother, not your brother. Silas's brother. I'll look into your brother for you later. Vinny. Oh, please, you don't have to. I'm pretty sure I left him in my will. Although... Honestly, hmm. I'm kind of intrigued by it, and I kind of just want to do it for fun. Aubrey. I mean, you can go right ahead. You, you guys are very quickly understanding why Aubrey and this guy get along really well together. They both are... <laughs> like, yes. They both will like start and they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, but Vinny, Vinny, mm, Silas' yes. brother, you said ah. something. Mm-hmm. Something like... What did you say? Being burned or something? The burnt one? Is that what you said? I don't remember anything about burned. It's terribly difficult to remember what exactly you've said when you're peering into the afterlife all the time. You know, those wind spirits always talking about the words on the wind and the things that they see in here. It's nothing compared to being dead. See all sorts of things that travel along the flows of death. Terrible, terrible, honestly. The future, the past, the Speaking present, all of that philosophy. So anyways, this guy was saying there's like three different heavens and there's like three different hells. And then oh, depending on, depending, and then when you first die, so, what? Let me ask you a question. You said that you see things along the, the rivers of the dead. See things, hear things, taste things, smell things. Sometimes they even touch me and it is not pleasant. Vinny looks significantly like Silas. Have you seen... Someone like Silas in the Rivers of the Dead. I don't see a whole lot of people anymore. There was some scraps of writing, some sounds, some noises. 
so things it's safe to here and there. Hmm? So it's safe to assume that he's at least alive? I don't think it's safe to believe anyone's alive at any point in time. Trust me, sometimes I've forgotten myself. Took me a but, while to figure it out with you. Let me tell you, it was work, and honestly, I was not any help. Now, I have something that might <laughs> anyway, actually Anyway, as I was saying... You. Aubrey, one moment. Please. I have something that might actually interest you, Mr. Cooch. Papa, yes. he mentioned a prophecy. A something prophecy. relating to these lands, and perhaps Vinny is somehow wrapped up into all of it. I don't know how, but we were wondering if perhaps you knew what that prophecy might be. Obviously, you see, taste, hear a lot of things. We get it. I'm curious if you know any specific thing that would be helpful for us regarding Vinny, please. Oh, uh, well... It's not exactly proper. If you wanted a prophecy, you should have offered a proper seance. But I suppose for a friend, I can perhaps pull a line or two. I that, like this. That would be lovely. Let's see. And he, he says, give me just a moment. And I... he uh, fades back into the mausoleum. Just turn to Aubrey and oh, just like wide-eyed. That's quite the friend you required. L Lucio is tapping his foot, very annoyed, on the ground. Well, maybe he'll <laughs> the most anyway, so ever seen him. Right? It's, this, it's this guy who thinks there's like three heavens and there's three hells, and then there's this in-between area where you go immediately to die. And then depending on if you are more of a selfish person or more of a loving other people, it depends on if you go to the hells or the heavens. Um, that was what my philosophy was. And did this... A figure. Couch, or cooch. Oh. Fades back through the wall. <laughs> um, you can tell this is still, uh, Ira, um, except he's now clothed in, like, like a, a big, like, end of the world cloak, like the classic Grim Reaper, like, <laughs> big awesome. hooded, like, monk robes, <sighs> face covered in shadow, and he says, I have drank of the rivers of death and come bearing but a snippet of a prophecy. Benedict Here now, Grace. children of life, those who have yet to grace the shores of the damned. And listen close, if you have a pencil, I recommend you also have paper to write it down. Write this down, Aubrey, write this down. I write down everything. Good. Thank you. She really does. <clears throat> We're listening. Hush now. It's for dramatic <laughs> effect. I was only able to manage a two lines and not a proper sales. Between the rows of alleyways, there shines the setting sun. Hold on. By Those valleyways there. Lies Showing a setting. Sun, continue. Sun. I continue. By fire shall rise, and by fire shall fall the beast of seventy-one. 
By fire shall rise and fire. Oh, Lucio, are you talking? Best map by line. Can you say it one more time? No, I'm sorry. The prophecy has left me now. Honestly, I don't Is remember it, oh, anything. Oh, the beast, the best. I, I, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. You got it, you got it? Thank goodness this is incredibly stuffy. He throws back the hood. Right, so did you uh, hear he, me taking the philosophy? Uh, yes, with the three heavens and the three, the three hells, hells and, and the in-between. In I never made it to either heaven or hell. I have been here as a patron saint of Chicago since I died. Yes, Benedict you're caught in the world of the spirits, over. the in-between. Benedict walks over to Lucio and just like kind of reaches out, points to his vest and reaches out for the flask. <laughs> and he totally takes it. Just he just and picks up a big old stick himself and then yep, hands it to you. Just trading off. I just start. I, I start picking up books, and I just like grab Audrey's arm and just start walking away. And then, and I'll tell you about it next time, okay? And he says, he's, "Not a problem, dear. Although you really should learn to overcome that fear of yours. It could be quite devastating in the near future." Remember two days, and then he just kind of goes back into the mausoleum, uh, oh, yeah. and it is completely silent. Oh dang! All right, you'll probably get your chance again. Okay. Okay. My I just need—I need a second. I need to process. <laughs> and Michaela's boys are both like, "Oh, my brain hurts." <laughs> Did we learn anything? Yes, we learned a lot. We learned of the prophecy um, between the rows fire, of alleyways. There's signs of setting sun. By fire shall rise and by fire shall fall. The beast of 71. Something's happening in two days. And I think there's a significance to the fire part of that as, prophecy. I was going to well, say, he mentioned, about the he mentioned fire quite a bit. Fire burnt two days. Two days. The sun clearly days resembles mean? fire. That something's happening in two days? Yes, but what? I, I don't the know. Beast. Probably a fire. Maybe. Maybe uh, one that burns down the whole city. <laughs> Just, uh, that, that could be possible. I'm not so sorry. Implausible. Uh, DM, is there... 71. Is there a 71st Street that I... Like, am I familiar if there is For a 71st Street? There is 1871. Shut up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if there is, let me tell you, I don't know about okay. it. <laughs> There's, there might be. Well, uh, Benedict would like to use his skill. What's it called? His talent. Elementary? Ooh. To see if he could put some of the clues, the wet dog, the sulfur, ah, the riddle. Yes. To see if he could put any of it together. You know, the the Machiavelli's stuff. Whatever well, it is, right. what Papa said. Everything. So, anything you take it. You say... Give me a second. You head into a nearby alleyway. Yes. Take out mm. Spurk the Rock. Yep. That he thinks is a chrysalis. You take some medication <laughs> real quick. Oh, dude. he's It's been in his pipe, man. He puts 100%. in there. Yep, lights it up. Um, Sit there for a couple seconds, and all of a sudden, things start to unfold in front of you. Dots begin to connect. Some are still unconnected. You don't quite have all the puzzle pieces yet. Mm-hmm. You think about the prophecy, the lines of the prophecy between the rows of alleyways. There lies the setting sun. We're on to something. He's thinking of the positioning of the street. The access hatches. The access hatches. The city had 
been raised, you think back earlier, Papa, he mentioned something to Silas. This goes deeper, deeper than he thought. Deeper than he thought. He isn't the type of guy to say things that just don't have any meaning. Trolley my tracks, Spark. We must go under the city. Absolutely. You realize that the track that he was following was close enough to an entrance hatch that they might have gone below ground. All right. Uh, Benedict just out from behind wherever he was. He just kind of like steps out dramatically and says, I know where we must go. The hatches. Papa said it's deeper than we thought. The trail you the trail you followed that led to a hatch. It's a great potential that they went under the city. You know it's been raised. Hmm. You want to know what's really funny about all this? Do you knew that from the beginning? No, well, I didn't know that from the beginning. <laughs> but when I asked if there were any bison around, um, and you said that there wasn't, I legitimately was like about to be like, yo, I'm just going to go open one of the hatches and pop my head in to see if there's any bison that I can go talk to down beneath the city. This and that would have solved this whole thing. Well, you, you do know that ever since Chicago was raised, there's been a lot of restless spirits disturbed by it, undead or natural. Hmm. Um, Wouldn't that give us even more reason to look under the city? If this right, is a even more reason endeavor? to look, but even more caution to have. Yes, but think about what might happen. I must admit, I, that's Collins... That's why I'm saying we need caution. I must admit, Collins, I am impressed. We should march on and find this entrance and see if where it leads us. We might get in over our heads. Or well, perhaps under our heels. Either way, I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I pull out my revolver and I shoot him. <laughs> as, as they start walking... Um, Aubrey does grab Silas's arm and kind of pulls him back a little bit and it's like, um, we are just friends right now, right? I didn't offend you when I said friends earlier. I, I couldn't, I couldn't remember if that's where we were at. Uh, the define the relationship pop um, right here, I just, right now. <laughs> Silas just blushes just a little bit, but he doesn't, like, it just don't don't worry about it, AJ. He called you AJ. That's a friend okay. name. That's a red flag. Also, uh, <laughs> does Benedict notice that they're kind of goody-goody a little bit? Like... Uh, can you roll an observation check for me? Yes. And are you two trying to hide this? She's speaking very quietly, and it was after they had walked away. So yes, it was trying to be hidden. Uh, in that case, can you roll a... Just roll a stealth check for me. Silas uh, will give you an additional plus one to that. Okay, okay, stealth well, check. All right. well, so this will that. be a contested roll. Uh, I'll, I'll go off to to a different, just a, not too far away, but I'll use one of the books that I got from from AJ as uh, as a clipboard. Basically, I'm gonna start writing a letter. Nice. Okay, and you said I get one extra. Uh... Uh, whoever is rolling the no, I already uh, rolled, whoever's I rolling the stealth well. gets an additional plus one. Okay, all right, well, I, I will not roll my six. my six. D6 for stealth. And How many, Benedict? I only got one success. I got two. Oh, nicely done. Um, Right under his nose. They seem like good pals. Uh, uh, yeah, so 
after after Silas says that, he'll just kind of give uh, her hand just a small squeeze and just keep moving forward. Absolutely, you guys head back to the uh, to the rusty musket. It is probably hitting around five o'clock, um, approaching six o'clock. Um, but as for what happens next, I believe that's an hour. Am I right on this? Uh, I think yeah, you are. I think that's what? two hours. No, ago. we've yeah. we've still got like 15, 20 minutes. I no, would beg I to differ an hour. because my timer says that we started this at around ten forty-four, and for me it's around eleven forty-one. No. Here, I'll help us fill in the last three minutes. No. I finish my letter, put it in an envelope, and I go ship it. Absolutely. Hey, there you go. Um. So. Uh, to wrap this up, thank you everyone for stopping yeah. by the first episode of Between the Rows. 1871. 1871. Ah, yes! It's happening again! I'm having a blast. I hope yeah. that all of my players are having a blast. A um, blast. It's I hope that you, the viewers, are at least having a good time. I really hope you're having a blast too. I know um, I'm having a great time in chat right now. Who boy. Me too. In the right back at you, bud. Right, Lydia? Someday in the right. past. Oh, no, not this again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, stop by our main campaign on Mondays. You guys are probably already from there. Um, we also stream uh, Table Scraps. I don't know if we'll be streaming it at the same time as we're streaming this, but if we are, it'll probably be on a Thursday afternoon-ish stop by that we talk uh we might be talking about table scrap or like between the rows who knows what we'll be doing it'll be this will be on youtube and podcast formats you might even be listening or watching to this on there but if if you are thank you for doing that too the number one thing that you all can do to help us is tell your friends and then tie them to a chair and force them to watch a video Right. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be the second video. part. Don't have to be the second video. part. But if you do, also if you haven't seen it yet and you haven't even heard of it yet, which is impossible because you made it this far, we have another Between the Rows, the first original Between the Rows, the first like season of Between the Rows, essentially oh, that we heart. did last year. Uh, it's flipping amazing. It's six episodes. Go watch that. It's on YouTube or listen oh, to the podcast. Also. I kind of forgot to mention this at the beginning, so if you're only hearing it now, I'll try to mention it again on the next episode. Uh, Death, if one of our players dies in this game, they're out of the game. So, if that just keeps you watching... I hope you guys like Benedict Collins since Silas just shot him. (laughs) (laughs) It was nice knowing you, bud. Wait, not Um, just the character, the player. Oh yeah, they're gone. Like, if Benedict dies dies i won't be in it for the rest we'll of just have Same three players anybody. just three players and so at the end it might be two it might be one you it know, might person. be just me <laughs> <laughs> just Can you it'll just be two hours of me monologuing what happens in chicago <laughs> on october up. 7th you got me monologue <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everyone again for stopping by Last thing I have to say is good luck and Godspeed. We will see you next time, Dungeoners. Ah! Have a good night or day or evening, everybody. It's been a great time. You guys are awesome. Bye.